Wow. Welcome back, everybody, to Stop and Go F1 as I try and recap and give my thoughts on what was possibly the race of the year, the Singapore Grand Prix. At times, it was slow and steady, but when it needed to, it hit it into high gear in a way that's never been seen before. An incredible race across all aspects of uh, the grid there. Um, I put it toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Dutch Grand Prix. I think the Dutch Grand Prix was the best race of the year so far. I think this one, oh, I don't know. You let me know. Is this better than the Dutch Grand Prix? Is it the best uh, race of the year? We'll get into all that and more. Make sure you subscribe, of course, because tomorrow we'll have our driver ratings out, and that's going to be a hard one. But right now, let's go through the race, starting at the start, which at this point seems like a very long time ago. But we've got to talk about Lance Stroll. Of course, it is huge crash yesterday, and uh, after going to the hospital and being checked over, Aston decided that it's not worth the risk of him going into the car again for this race, so he can recover for the Japanese Grand Prix, so he's not taking part in the race. Joe, who qualified 19th, uh, took a engine change and started from the pit lane, so he relatively stays 19th, he's starting from the pit lane. Max did not get any penalties after the impeding of Yuki Tsunoda, or the impeding on the pit lane. Now, I thought the one in the pit lane, I thought that was a bit ridiculous. I don't think he was ever going to get a penalty for that. But the one on Yuki, I was quite surprised he didn't get a penalty for that. And I think the stewards' reasoning, where they said that the team didn't really tell him, I'm sure we've had impeding before this year, where the team didn't really tell their driver, and they still got a penalty. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on there, and I doubt we'll ever hear anything on it ever again. Anyway, Carlos Sainz is on pole. George Russell is alongside him. <clears throat> In terms of our tyres, it is Leclerc, Yuki Tsunoda and Zhou Guanyu on the softs. It is Verstappen, Perez and Bottas on the hards. Everyone else on the mediums. And as we start the race, Leclerc gets a fantastic getaway and gets past Russell for a Ferrari 1-2 at the start. Uh, we get Hamilton then coming alongside Russell, but is pushed off the track and uh, then takes the position off the track, uh, gaining an advantage. He gives the position back to Russell, but also he was able to manage to get ahead of Norris whilst off the track and didn't immediately give that position back. On lap two, Yuki Tsunoda is just out of the race. I think what happened here is he had a bit of contact with Perez at the start, which brought out a puncture. I don't know why he didn't try and bring it back to the pits. He got a puncture and just went instantly into the runoff area. You know, it's very early on in a race. Unless the car was completely done, um, I don't know why he didn't try and bring it back. Because, you know, Singapore is such a wild race where anything can happen. You can have a puncture on the first lap, recover from that, and still be fighting later on. So either something else was going on, or this was kind of a weird decision from Yuki to just pull out straight away. Russell was let pass back uh, Hamilton, and Joe pits incredibly early. Lap three, he pits from, from the uh, soft tyres to the hard tyres. I think Alfa Romeo's initial idea was for him to go the whole race then, about 60 laps on the hards. Uh, looking back now, that was never going to happen, but I don't know otherwise why they were pits so early. Uh, Verstappen is making some moves back uh, in the middle of the grid, got past Hulkenberg and was then challenging Magnussen for P8 on lap 4. Hamilton then gives the place back to Lando, 
on lap five, I think it was. So uh, Mercedes must have realised that they did gain an advantage and gave the position back. They probably gained a lot more of an advantage by holding Lando behind, but there you go. Uh, Max gets past Max for P8 on lap six. And then up in the front of the grid, it is Sainz and Leclerc just trading fastest laps in uh, around about lap 10. Both of them going very fast at this point. Then the race kind of slows down a little bit. Everyone's trying to manage their tyres and their brakes. Of course, Singapore, very, very hot place. Uh, tyres will be overheating, brakes will be overheating. So a lot of this race, especially towards the start of the middle section, is just car and tyre management. Just making sure that you can get to the end of the race. People not wanting to really fight anything massively, because if they do now, they're going to pay for it later on. And that's, So that's what we saw. Just a lot of guys backing off away from cars, having over a second gap. Yes, because if you run in that dirty air too much at Singapore, you're going to be uh, in trouble in terms of overheating. So it was just really like I was explaining it to my friend before. If you see like a cowboy movie where they do a duel and there's the two of them just staring at each other before they pull the gun out. That's what a lot of this race was at the start. Yes, drivers staring at each other like in a bit, I will get you. But right now I'm going to sit around here and wait. But don't you be warned, I will get you. Anyway, as we continue, as I said, the drivers now, because no one's really pushing, there's no gaps being created. So in terms of pitting, there's not much we can do for the front runners because if they pit, they're going to pit right into a battle. There was no gaps. So it left everyone in a very strange position in terms of what can we do in terms of pit stops because if we pit, we're just going to be caught up with someone else. So it, well, the strategy of this race was the main part for the majority of it and uh, was quite good to see unfold. On lap 18, Oscar Piastri is told that there is a brief uh, chance of rain coming. Now, this never did come out, but if that had come, that would have changed everything massively. Uh, Logan Sargent locks up and is in the wall. He loses his front wing, but he's able to reverse and carry on. This brings out the safety car. Now, the safety car is brought out, I believe, due to the debris on the track. I disagree with this. I don't think that was a safety car. Especially later on, we'll see a virtual safety car that should have been a safety car. This, for me, was not a safety car. Um... We get a lot of action in the pits now. Uh, Science Leclerc, Russell, Norris, Hamilton, uh, Alonso, Ocon, uh, Magnussen, Hulkenberg, Gasly, Lawson, Piastri, Albon. It's like everyone pits apart from uh, Verstappen, Bottas and Perez, the three guys who started on the hard tyres. Joe actually pitted for the second time. I don't know why. He hadn't long pit anyway, and he pitted again. Uh, Leclerc had a very slow start because Ferrari double stacked and he was held uh, back because Russell and Norris were going through, so he loses positions to those in the pit lane. And to be honest, at this point, I think Ferrari kind of gave up on Leclerc. They saw, we've got a chance to win here with Sainz. Leclerc's not our guy in this race, and they kind of forgot about him a little bit. Now Alonso locked up coming into the pit lane, crosses the white line and cuts back in. This will give him a penalty. We'll get to that later. And then the safety car is ending. As it says safety car ending, what we see on screen is the debris is still on the track. So I don't I didn't think there was enough debris for a safety car anyway. When the safety car ended, the debris was still there. So I think this safety car was a bit BS if I'm honest with you. Um, but yes, we'll get on to something later on where I think a safety car possibly could have been needed. 
Anyway, at this point, it is uh, Science leading with Verstappen right behind, and it was a fantastic restart from Science. Uh, Verstappen was actually very aggressive before the restart. He, he, you know, he liked to do that move where you go alongside them before the restart, and that has now been banned. But he was basically doing as much as he can do alongside without getting in trouble. Yes, the the front edge of his wheel on the back edge of the other one side by side really kind of pushing science at the restart but then he just gets caught napping entirely and science is off now Leclerc nearly hits Norris has to avoid that goes off the track and then as he goes off uh, gets overtaken by Lewis Hamilton this is when Alonso gets his five second penalty for crossing the white line and now <clears throat> wow the hard tyres they weren't it in this race everyone had to run them because they lasted so long that if you didn't run them and you did like a soft medium strategy, you would have just been left for dead. But the hards just sucked. There was no grip on them at all. After a few laps, they were just gone. And we saw that with the Red Bulls. They were, from this point on, they were struggling so much. It was hard to watch at times. Yes, the Red Bulls just looking awful. Um, Russell passes Max, then Norris passes Perez, Hamilton passes Perez, and he went off the track, then came back. Norris passes Max, Hamilton passes Max, Leclerc passes Max. It's just one after another after another. These guys on the medium tyres, you have so much more grip, so much more pace than the hards, which were really, really, really struggling. <clears throat> uh, Alonso now was part of the Perez train, because he all these other guys on the mediums had so much more pace. But he does go wide as he's following. That's on lap 29. Uh, Magnussen as well. He had a little bit of a battle at this point in the race between him and Gasly, which got very feisty at parts. He went for another move on Gasly, went off the track, and this is how close everyone was. Him going off the track, he went from P10 to P15 in one corner. Now, a very, very feisty moment of the race was Alonso trying to make a move on Perez, but then went a bit deep into the corner. This brought Ocon into the conversation, and the three of them were just battling for positions over like half a lap. In the end, Ocon is able to get past Alonso, but Perez stays in the lead of this little section. Ocon was then able to get past the lap after on lap 39. That's for P7. Then Alonso was able to get past Perez as well. Yes, the hard tyres completely falling away. Gasly gets past Perez. On lap 40, Red Bull finally calls Perez into the pits for, uh, for mediums, and then lap 40. 41, Verstappen comes in for mediums as well. Lap 41 as well is when Bottas comes in, so now everyone has pit. On lap 43, though, Esteban Ocon retires the car with a gearbox issue on the corner of uh, turn two, and for some reason, this is only a virtual safety car. There's an entire car parked on like the start of the, of the track, and that's a virtual, but earlier on, a little bit of debris was a full safety car. Now, you see, I, I, if I had anything, I would swap them around. I think a little bit of debris is a virtual safety car. A car being fully stopped on the side, that should, for me, have been a full safety car. Albon takes advantage here and goes into the pits, uh, but as does Russell and Hamilton. Russell was in P2, I believe Hamilton was P4 at the time. They both double stack, fantastic pit from uh, Mercedes, they did really well here. Got both on to the mediums. Alonso also pits for soft tyres to finish the race. He has to serve his five second penalty from earlier, but then even on top of that, it was an awful pit stop from Aston Martin, about 25 seconds, I think it was. Really, really bad stuff. 
And as he went back on the track, don't know if it was just he couldn't get the tyres in the right temperature or what, but he just went off into the runoff area. And that's kind of the last you'd see from Alonso in this race. A guy who was running about P6, P7 for a lot of the race just disappeared towards the back. But now, Max Verstappen on the medium tyres, when everyone else is on the hards, was just fantastic. And I think this was Red Bull's plan all along towards have, at the end of the race, the Red Bulls to be on the better tyre and the faster tyre. I think what messed them up was the point where we had the safety car out towards the start, where people could swap over a bit earlier than they were expecting. And that kind of left them for dead a little bit. If we didn't have that safety car, maybe we would have seen Max challenging for a podium or even the win. But that safety car did really mess him up. But as I said, very fast at this point because he had a fantastic overtake on Joe for P10 on lap 48. The next lap he took past Hulkenberg. Two laps later he's past Lawson. Lawson had a, did a fantastic job this entire race. And really put in a great defensive job against Max as well. Possibly the, the best defensive job against Max Verstappen of the year. Liam Lawson looking fantastic. I was saying before how in my driver ratings, Lawson's previous two races I've given him a 10 out of 10. And he's probably going to get another 10 out of 10 from me here. The only driver to get a perfect score. And, you know, he's a rookie who's thrown into a car half through a season. He's doing a fantastic job. I think in terms of Alpha Tauri for next year, or whatever Alpha Tauri will be called, I think a one seat is already filled, and that name reads Liam Lawson. The other seat is uh, to be fought out between Ricardo and Yuki, because, you know, there's no way Liam Lawson is not on the F1 grid next year. He's just too good to be avoided. Now, Russell and Hamilton, who are on those medium tyres, have so much more pace than the three cars in front. We've got Sainz, who's leading, Norris in P2, Leclerc in P3, and those Mercedes are just flying. Um, Russell gets onto the back of Leclerc on lap 53 and is able to pass him later on that lap. The next lap, Hamilton gets past Leclerc for P4. Uh, Max is able to get past Piastri for P7 on lap 55. Then on lap 58, he gets past Gasly for P6. There's an incident between Albon and Perez. Now, I saw the replay of this on Twitter afterwards because they didn't show it during the race because there was such uh, like such mayhem going on at the front of the grid. They don't want to cut back, which is understandable. But yeah, it looked like a very silly move from Perez to be honest. I'd be surprised if he gets away with that one. I think there's a penalty coming there. But yeah, we have now four cars for the last five laps and they're all within a second of each other and they all could possibly win the race. Science leading from Norris, from <clears throat> from Russell, from Hamilton. And this was fantastic to watch. Really, really fantastic stuff. Science seemed very much in control at this point. He was kind of backing up a little bit to give Norris that DRS on him so that Norris could defend more from Russell. Science was absolutely fantastic. Since the coming back from the summer break, Science has been a completely different driver. Perfect. I think... If you would talk, if you would talk about who's been the best driver since uh, the summer break, it has to be uh, Max or Carlos. I know Max has had a difficult race this weekend, but I still think him as a driver was fantastic. I think the car let him down, but he did a great job. Science, I think, has been as consistent. I think it was uh, P four in the Dutch Grand Prix. P uh, three in the Italian, and then we'll get on to what happens here because these four are properly challenging each other down. Russell is the fastest car on the freshest tyres, facing off against Norris in P2 and Sainz in P1, who were on those hard tyres, which they've been on for a very long time at this point. 
and that on the final lap of the race, Russell makes a huge mistake. He clips the wall on the right-hand side. I think the steering broke, and he just keeps on going, and he's in the wall on the final lap of the race. In a replay, we'd find out that Norris also hit that wall. It looked like Russell was maybe paying too much attention to what Norris Carr was doing and he just followed him and hit too. Norris actually very lucky that he didn't end up in the wall as well. So Russell, who looked like the guy who could possibly win the race, ends up in the wall on the final lap and Carlos Sainz wins the Singapore Grand Prix, ends the Red Bull streak, the first non-Red Bull win of the year. Lando Norris comes home in P2. It's Lewis Hamilton completing the podium there. Charles Leclerc, who very much was left out to dry by the Ferrari team for the majority of the race, was in P4, and not too far behind him in P5 was Max Verstappen. Another lap, and Max would have been P4 for sure. Fantastic recovery drive from Max there. You've got to give it to him. Gasly did a, did a great job in P6. Piastri, another great recovery drive from uh, Piastri for P7. Perez gets P8. It's P9 for Lawson, so that's two points for him. His first ever F1 points. I think Yuki Tsunoda has had three points all year. Liam Lawson got two points right here, which puts him ahead of uh, Nick DeVries in the championship, puts him ahead of Daniel Ricciardo in the championship, puts him ahead of Logan Sargent in the championship. So great job from Liam Lawson. And that might be promoted to a P8 if Perez does get a penalty for the crash with Albon. Magnussen brings home some great points for the Haas team in P10. And it's Albon just missing out in P11. Joe is 12th. Hulkenberg is 13th. Sargent 14th. And Alonso, who looked pretty strong. Well, not strong, but he looked pretty good throughout the entire race. Throwing it away at the end for a P15. Then we had four people who didn't finish the race. Yuki Tsunoda, with a puncture at the start. Espen Ocon had the... Um, uh, gearbox issue. I've written down that Bottas didn't finish the race. I don't remember that actually happening, but apparently Bottas didn't finish the race. Then, of course, Russell throwing away what possibly could have been a win, crashing into the wall on the final lap. What a race that was. A lot of people have been saying this year, how good would F1 be if Red Bull weren't at the front this year because they've been so dominant? And we got to see that today. This is how good F1 would be this year if Red Bull weren't so good. And you know what, I think this is what we're going to see, maybe not for the rest of this season, but I think next year we'll see a lot more of this, because I do believe that the teams will be getting closer to the Red Bulls, and I think 2024 is setting up to be quite a fun season with a lot of teams like this. Frederick Vasseur went up on the podium with Carlos Sainz to collect the Constructors' Trophy. Of course, it's his first Ferrari win. It's great to see. Sainz, my God, he's coming into something here. A lot of people have been down on Sainz, especially last year when Charles was kind of the championship guy for Ferrari for a while. I distinctly remember when Carlos got his first ever win at Silverstone last year. Ted Kravitz said, oh, Ferrari won, but with the wrong driver. And I just thought that's one of the most rude things anyone's ever said. Imagine getting your first win and the commentary is... Oh, the wrong one won. I, there you go. That's another thing I don't like about Ted Kravitz. But, yeah, great win from Science here. Fully deserved, especially after the last few races. He's proven himself to be a real, real top driver. Really great stuff. I think, I don't know what's happened to him over the summer break, but since he's come back, he's been on fire. 
What a fantastic race there. Let me know what you thought of it in the comments. And we'll back tomorrow for the driver racings, which should be an interesting one. Then we'll back next week, bright and early, for the Japanese Grand Prix. Can't wait. I'll see you there. Until next time, have a good one. Goodbye.